Welcome to another slightly larger, bite-sized VO radio show. Has been a while, but uh, we're back on deck. Robbo's in Sydney. How are you? I'm good, mate, and uh, I'm down here. As usual. Now, as usual. <laughs> um, I did actually catch up with um, Harlan Hogan during the week to oh, talk nice. about marketing. So, you know, we're talking about the, the mm. way you run your business. Mm. You're not just a voice. You've got to do other stuff these days. Mm. And wanted to find out a few things that he's been doing. In fact, he's one of the earlier marketers. How about you? How do you do it? Oh, how don't I do it? A mil- I tried a million different things and I'm trying even more. It's funny you should talk about it right now because uh, it must be something in the air, something to do with spring being here, but I've actually thrown myself headfirst into a whole heap of it lately. Um, I- I've sort of taken the... I- I've sort of taken some advice from a mate of mine uh, who is sort of a bit of a marketing guru uh, and I've actually been approaching people. I've actually been doing demos unsolicited. So to talk you through that, I have been listening around on things like MyTuner Radio and just through the web, just listening to, to radio stations from around the world, picking a station I think I have an idea for of something that they're not doing that may work and sound really good on their station. And then uh, putting together just a little, you know, 30 second, 60 second whether it be a, a demo of a promo or a demo of an ID or something that I think will work for them. And through LinkedIn, getting in touch with the person I need to get in touch with and saying, hey, how's it going? Really love your station. Been doing a bit of listening and had this idea, not saying let me do it for you or whatever, but just thought, sort of saying, hey, I think this would sound great on your station. Um, and just recently picked up a station in South Africa to do a bunch of promos for. So I will be continuing down that path to, um, to see what fruit it bears. Yes, indeed. Well, that sounds good. Um, as you know, there's lots of things been going on in my sort of world as far as marketing is concerned. Uh, but I was really interested in finding out what Harlan did because when I sent him an email telling him what I was doing, uh, as he says in the interview, he nearly fell off his chair. He couldn't believe it. Yeah, right. Um, so <laughs> let's find out what Harlan has to do when it comes to marketing. Here's Harlan Hogan. On the line from Chicago, well, just outside anyway, um, our old friend, Harlan Hogan. How are you, Harlan? Who are you calling old? Well, my gosh. <laughs> That's like saying you're legendary. It means you've got a foot in the grave. I'm fine, my old friend. How are you? <laughs> yes. Old. Oh, Learn time would be politically correct. Oh, okay. okay. Long time friend. Yes. Well, it has been a long time, actually. It has been. But um, now we want to talk to you about uh, a couple of things. One is marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, you right. obviously have voiceover essentials but you've also got a very successful voiceover career. So marketing must be a major part of the way you do business. It is. It is. It is. Always has been. I always kind of considered that my secret weapon, really. Yeah. So how did you first, firstly think of going out and marketing yourself, and what tools do you use? When I saw uh, what, what, uh, some stuff you sent to me, I, I laughed out loud, not at it, but just like, oh, my gosh, I haven't thought about that in years. When I, when I got I had a bunch of failed careers, which is actually very important, I think, because you learn so much. Um, I ended up at J. Walter Thompson Advertising for a division they had in which they did media training, meaning you know, television, radio interviews and stuff, and then live presentations. And in that division... Two things happened. One was the the 
booth, and Jay Walter was the largest ad agency in, in the States at that time. They had a full recording booth, and about the second day I was there, I got a call from a guy named Les Pinto, and he said, hey, hey, I, I heard you were in radio. I said, yeah, I was. Come on down to the booth. As I went down, started immediately, like everybody else doing free scratch tracks, rather than my job, but it introduced me to the fact that there were people that actually did this for a living, which I really didn't know. Uh, the second thing was uh, we were marketing this program called Communispond, and I, as part of my duties, was to get involved with promotion and direct mail in particular. And so I would go through all these direct mail lists and figured out you know which ones worked and do A and B tests, and we found that there was a mailing list, very expensive, but it was called Newly Promoted Executives. And that was our, our primary mailing list. And by targeting them, we'd get people in who realized they needed to improve their presentational skills. Blah, blah, blah. It was also one of the first courses ever to use video. So that was kind of our hook. So I did that for a while, and I had another job as an ad manager. And I finally said, OK, you know, you always wanted to be an actress. What you want to do? And I quit my job. Uh, and went off to do it. So then I sort of examined, like, okay, what what do I have? We, we had agents here, but you weren't generally exclusive with an agent. And voiceover work was booked direct, and singers were booked direct. So you could deal directly with the ad agencies, and they actually were fairly happy to listen to your tape. <laughs> yes. You're old enough to know what tape is, right? Yep. And uh, not a showreel. It was a demo tape. And so, you know, in examining what I wanted to do, and I saw the people who were working, and I'm thinking, you know, what, could, what, can, I, what can I do that they don't do? And the thing that I saw instantly is they weren't doing any promotion. The standard procedure was a white 5 by 5 you know, 5-inch by 5-inch white box with a reel of tape inside. Seven and a half ips, you took a felt pen and wrote your name on the edge. That's how it was done. Yep. So I went to a cheap printer somewhere and got something, which is very, very in now, very day glow color, and said Harlan Hogan on the end. And people were actually unhappy with me because that was kind of showy, and that's not the way we do it. And I didn't care because I wanted someone to look on their shelf where there was a sea of white boxes and mine would jump literally out at them. So I decided, you know, that's that's really what I know. I know how to promote. I know direct mail. I, I know how to do that. I'm going to do it better than anybody's done it so far. So without any real representation, I wasn't in the union yet, I went back to my roots at the agency and thought, okay, I'm going to look into direct mail lists and things, and who do I really want to get to? And at that time, I wanted to get to the ad agencies and the advertisers. And I remembered... These big, huge books the size of the Chicago telephone book, maybe even New York, called the Red Books. And I'd used them many times because you could find everything you needed to know in the Red Books. So armed with this secret knowledge, I realized, you know, I've got to get to the Red Books. And then I checked how much they cost. <laughs> I have no money. I'm starting this business. I've given up my job. I didn't, my, well, I didn't have kids, and my wife was working, so that helped. And I can't remember how much they were back then, Andrew, but, it, you know, it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, way beyond anything I could do. So I would go to the Chicago Public Library, and I did this for for weeks, and I did it off and on regularly for the first two or three years in the business, 
and get out the red books with advertisers and advertising agencies and promotion people and all of that stuff and go through them manually with yellow pads of paper that I was shocked were expensive because, you know, when you have a job, you don't, you don't give any, any thought to pads of paper and pencils and paper clips and all the things you need to be in business, and now you suddenly have to buy them. And uh, so I would just sit there and handwrite them out. And I just had no guidance. There were no computers to speak of. They were just kind of starting. But, you know, I would look for advertising agencies that did at least 50% broadcast, radio and TV, million dollars or more. I mean, the, the big agencies you knew about, but the smaller ones you didn't. And you'd find the creative director's name. That was worth getting to, he or she. Uh, producers were worth getting to. Copywriters were worth getting to. Account executives you didn't want to get through. So I just did it the way that I'd done the same thing at Jay Walter. And that's how I built my original list, right from the Red Books. And that was kind of one of the reasons why um, we as real-time casting, uh, made, approached Red Books and started this discussion about yeah. opening the door so talent, instead of waiting, they could actually go and start fishing in the same pond. Absolutely. It just was so funny because, you know, you said to me, we got something coming along. I didn't say what it was. And when I saw what it was, you know, I did literally laugh out loud. I thought, oh, my God. That was 40-plus years ago. And then when I thought, my God, I'd, I'd almost forgotten, you know, as you build your own list and you get your names and, you know, all of this stuff. And, of course, I went and I went to the, uh, the little free seminar thing to see, you know, I, mean, I thought this has got to have changed a lot. And, my God, you know, it's so easy to use and click here and search for this there. And I found three people who I worked for and I knew their first name, but I did never caught their last name. On fairly recent sessions, you know, hey, Harlan, it's John so-and-so, and and I've got uh, got Dale with me. Uh, It's Dale Harlan, and uh, we got, uh, oh, oh, so Van Sanders is going to be listening, and he's the, and you go, what one of those names again? So I I looked for Dale and Van from the advertiser and found their last names instantly. Oh, now I can drop my note, I can follow up with them, I can do, you know, whatever marketing I want to do. And, of course, that's... That's the wild card. The names, all of that information is useless if you don't promote to them. And, yeah. you know, to me, and I think I've probably said this to you before, the work of voiceover work is getting the work. Doing the work is easy. I, I love doing it, but the hard part's getting it. And relying on other people, you, you, I mean, you can get some jobs. You can get lucky uh, with an agent or pay for play or whatever, but if you want to build a 40-year career, then you better attend to the marketing and following up and uh, making those clients, uh, you know, long-term clients and, and oftentimes friends. But it's been an interesting scenario because of the online casting sites that have been yeah. around. The way they've worked historically is they pretty well bombard the market with a script. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the producer, when he gets replies with auditions, is just buried. Yeah. And there's probably, it's like a cattle call. There's You've got as much chance of, you know, getting heard or booking that job as winning the, the car lottery that down at the, the local shopping center. They probably have, might, might be, I actually had it on, because I know you do some on camera too occasionally. And I had, yep. you know, one of those today, you know, age appropriate casual, come downtown at noon, you know, so there's your whole day shot because it's two hours to drive in. You know, even if it only takes you an hour, you go to allow to and come home. And it's, 
I mean, I've done well with it occasionally, but it's so demeaning. You walk in, it's like, here's the usual suspects. All of us are the <laughs> same age. We all know each other. And any one of us can do this job, so it's the lottery. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Know. And it's okay if that's just something you do in, in both our cases, I think, occasionally. But if I had that, that same scenario with voiceover, I'd have been out of the business a long time ago. The thing that I really hate is the in, when I look at those sites is, you know, you, you allow yourself to become a commodity. And yeah. I can't think, I don't know if both of them do it or not, because I really don't go on the sites much. But last time I looked at one of them, it, you know, it said, uh, you know, here's, uh, you know, here's uh, Jeff Norwood's demo. And uh, if you like Jeff, here's 25 other people who sound just like Jeff. And maybe they'll work cheaper. And I thought, dear God, this is what we've yeah. come to. <laughs> And, you know, I've seen that with my, uh, not so much my younger son, my older son, in that, you know, looking around, trying to get a job, da-da-da-da-da, going to monster.com and, and uh, I forget the other one, Indeed, and there's all, there's all these job boards. And it's kind of the same idea. You put your resume up and there are people who tell you how to write a better resume, just like, you know, we'll give you a killer demo. And there's all these things that he was doing. The one thing he wasn't doing was calling anyone or calling on someone or talking to somebody in the business he wanted to get into. Mm. And when he finally did, turns out a friend from from college was working at, uh, at Hartford Insurance and he was interested in the insurance world and he called him up. They didn't talk to him, you know, eight, nine, probably nine years. And he said, oh, hi, Jamie. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? you got to talk to Joe so-and-so because we, we are hiring now. We really need some people. <laughs> A job like with two phone calls. Exactly. I think you'd agree with me. Most casting, and I've done some of it, tends to be eliminating rather than choosing. You have so many candidates, or in the case of the thing I was at today, there's so many people there who could do it. I mean, your job becomes, okay, there's 40 guys here. They're all about the same age. And, well, let's see. Well, that guy's too fat. That one's too tall. That one's got gray hair. He's got a beard. Forget that. Um, ooh. Ooh, that third one reminds me of uh, my ex-husband. Up, oh, get rid of him. You know, it's it's elimination <laughs> rather than choosing. I mean, you don't want to be in that position ever as a performer. It's it's demeaning, and it's not a way to build a career. Yeah, it's also the other thing. I, I in fact, I was just answering an email just now saying, with you know the, the platform, real time casting platform. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've where do I go and find auditions? It's like, well, you don't. They actually come to you because. That person who's posted that project is going to get bombarded by everybody. You know, the thing I, I really love about Red Books now, you know, think, think about how crude it was, you know, that, that yellow pages paper, you know, the really cheap yeah. newsprint paper. And, and even as, as you're going through them, and I think then they pretty sure they reprinted at least every six months. It might have been every quarter. Even so, it was already behind because particularly advertising business people change so fast. And, you know, that yeah. was one of my biggest things all these years is where did the person go? Sometimes yeah. they'll tell you, but usually they don't. And, you know, because you, know, you have this connection and you work for them and, you, and maybe they went on to, you know, a big agency in New York or L.A. and you just lose track of them. But with the computerization of, of Red Books, I mean, you've got all that information. It's there. You can find them. I mean, I just... When I was looking at it, I thought, why? Well, it's been 40 years. Yeah. Now it's easy. By the way, you know, all those yellow sheets of paper, eventually I, I, I bought a Macintosh. 
and put them all on a computer. I'm probably the first guy, in, and certainly in the Midwest, who had a computerized list. And the way I did it, because, you know, they had like 32K memory, was to buy 26 floppy disks, one for each letter of the alphabet. If you remember floppy disks, they didn't hold very much. <laughs> no, and they did not. So I had this thing on my, you know, on my table, and alphabetical with a floppy disk for each letter. But I had them, you know, I had them on the computer, and I could do kind of a search and find somebody. I thought it was a genius. Now it's like click, 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 boom. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing well, that's nice is you get to see, that's another thing is that's hard for us as talent. When the agency loses the account and it goes somewhere else, I mean, you know, unless you really spend the time reading all the news and reading Ad Age and everything, which most of us really don't have time to do, you say, yeah, where did Captain D's go? Uh, you know, something you've done for years and years and years. You may not, may or not, may or may not be able to salvage it because sometimes they go, you know, for a different creative approach. But just to know you could find those people that you've been working for and they decided to go to a different agency and now you know where they are, find a creative, clever way to get in touch with them, you might be able to save the account for you. And we all know the way advertising works. A lot of the times when a huge account changes agencies, uh, a lot of the creatives <laughs> actually change agencies with the account. That's, you're absolutely uh, right. Yeah. You know. it's, oftentimes it's a management thing more than anything else. Yep, and, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, or a money thing or whatever, you know, and then they do change a lot. So yeah. having that computerization is good. Um, you know, and of course in other areas – Manufacturers, directories, I did that a lot. Um, you would look at, again, because I was used to dealing with direct mail stuff, you know, I said, yeah, if I really want to get more narrative work, I could find the industrial companies in Chicago, which there's, you know, it's limitless, and you could find the Baxter Lab. Well, you know where Baxter Labs is, but but uh, Red Books wouldn't specifically, but the manufacturer directories would have, here's the director of training, the marketing manager, the person who puts on the live shows, you know, the person who puts on the live shows needs Kermit the Frog. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jeff Norwood. You know, I mean, they need somebody to do that stuff. And nobody yep. approaches them. Talent doesn't even think of it. Agents don't think of it. And, you know, you're acting just like normal business people that have something worthwhile to tell the person about and solve their problem. Because to me, that's all, that's all marketing and selling is, is just helping someone sell, solve a problem. You're, you're providing a solution. Yeah, and you're making that solution easy for them. Yeah, and usually I've found that we don't get residuals for corporate stuff. They are the most loyal customers you'll ever find. In fact, this is how this, I just read this over the weekend. Here's the thing from an actual client, Harlan. Here's a link to a video, which is a tagline you did for this guy four years ago. <laughs> when he ran for the state senate, we dropped it in. Now we need it final with the new office because now he's running for Congress. So it's a four-year-old uh, fundraising narration. And four years after the fact, this guy finds me and says, we want to change a few lines. That's a great residual. Yeah. And as it happens, it was very, very short. You know, I'm feeling guilty to tell Well, not totally guilty, but a little bit like, you know, I'm just changing it. This so-and-so for Congress, I changed maybe four lines. So I sent it back and I said, hey, what do you want me to bill you? You know, it's only a few lines and we have enough relationship or whatever. And he said, no, 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 not a problem. I'm not paying for this. Charge him again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
So yeah, I'm I'm I've just always been a, a big believer, you know, whether it's email now or snail mail or a promotional item that goes out. You, you just stand out so much. And then the other thing about having a really, really, really good list is it gives you wonderful opportunities, provided you keep notes, to contact people without saying, hi, got anything for me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My wife was that, an agent. I think I told you that. She had how I met her. Yeah. Very, 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 very good agent. And that was the that was the thing that just would just send her through the roof when talent would call her. Hey, anything for me? That's nice. Couldn't you come yeah. up with some other approach? How'd you, how was your weekend? I mean, anything other than that. Yeah. And I've always thought the same thing with clients. Hey, uh, got any voiceover work for me? Hey, come on. If you know something about them, you know, then you can come up with, with a personalized message of some kind, whatever it is. And approach them, you know, like one human being to another rather than Willie Loman trying to sell you something. But you can also contact people, like if you're contacting your agent or whoever, with something of interest, some information you found out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I take notes about their kids. You know, not, not, I mean, you don't grill them, but if you work for somebody more than one or two times, you begin to, you know, you get talking a little bit and you find out something about them and maybe their hobby or whatever the heck it is. And now you've got something to talk about or a subject that they're very interested in. Something as simple as, you know, a newspaper article about somebody winning, uh, you know, a sculling competition. And you know, oh, I know a guy that is an avid sculler, if that's the right term, in Washington. I wonder if he's, well, send him this article. It doesn't matter if you saw it or not. Hey, I saw this. I thought about you. Did you do you actually, have you, have you raced on that, uh, you know, in those shells? Have you have you raced your shell on that on that river? Oh, hi, Harlan. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of times. Ba, 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 ba. You might not even get a job that, that particular time, but you've, you've reminded them that, you know, you're a good guy and you keep track of people and hopefully you're top of mind the next time he's got something to record. Yeah, and also people forget. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. People forget who you are if you, if you haven't made contact for a couple of years or whatever. That you're gone, you know, probably. Yeah, and they may do that. Who was the person that we used for the thumb? Oh, jeez, I can't remember. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I've had the same phone number for forty years. By the way, it's three one two, which is was was the only area code in Chicago forty years ago. Three one two H A R L A N H. Ah. And I've moved many times and all of that, and now it's obviously call forwards to a cell phone, but I've had that all those years. And I get calls. Hey, yep. geez, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. I can't believe you still have the same number. You know, it's not quite as critical because we have the Internet and people can, you know, do searches. But there's plenty of people out there that look in their contact thing, and if they thought, you know, of Andrew, well, they'll call you up, particularly yeah. – Older people, younger people don't call, you know, they text. And that's fine, too. Yep, I don't mind text. Yeah. If, if, if there's a bucket of gold at the end of the rainbow, text away. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. There's a great quote from Barnum, uh, who I've got fascinated with, because he's an interesting character, yeah, probably the, you know, the, the best marketer in, in ever. In, and for his time in particular, but he had a great quote, which was, without promotion, something terrible happens. Nothing. 
Exactly. And that is the truth. There's that other theory, too, of positioning that we basically, and it gets worse as you get older, but we basically can keep six things in our mind at any one time. Six names, six singers, six products we like. And that's the key to positioning a product. It's key to positioning a person so that, you know, they, you're on that list. Because once it's six or maybe it's ten, then they're struggling, just like the person you said. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, um, uh, it's a guy in deep voice. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, long yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you, can, if you can make it interesting, if you can make it fun, but none, you know, the... It's not enough to be interesting and fun or useful if it's a giveaway of some kind if you don't have the list and keep the list. Yeah. Three days ago was Joan Sparks, who was my agent for the last, I don't know, 12 years here in Chicago at least. And I see this with agents in particular, and I'm marrying my wife. That that wasn't an anomaly. That's unusual. But you start out in this kind of a dance of, well, we'll try you out, and then you, you work. And, you know, they're not your best friend necessarily, but you have a business relationship. And eventually you get to the point where you, you've dealt with them long enough and they've dealt with you that you can kind of relax. You know, now you're just people and you're in the same business and you don't worry about it. But I always, I, I keep track of everybody's birthdays, which is not hard to do. But, you know, just the fact that, you know, it's her birthday and then the, the morning, yeah, two days ago, you see you. Happy birthday, Joan. A lovely day for a lovely person, Harlan. Not anything fancy. It's just, it's just an email. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now, just think if I had said, what a lovely day for a lovely person. Anything for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, yeah. one of the worst ones I ever heard. Um, this was quite a long time ago. This agent was, you know, complaining about certain talent, and she said... I got this talent, and uh, he made a new demo. It's cassettes, so that's that dates it. So I get, so it's Christmas time. I get this package, and uh, and I it says you know Merry Christmas from whoever he was, and I open up the package and it's his new demo tape. I said, "What'd you do?" She said, "I threw it against the window and dropped him." <laughs> wow. You know, basically, if you're that insensitive and stupid, I'm not representing you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and the other thing is... My yeah, demo. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. Whoops. Clanger. <laughs> you faded out. I've, yeah, What's that I guy's that. name that called? I can't remember. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> foreign, foreign chap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I love I love uh, the the combination of having a way to you know get auditions, particularly if you have an agent that the agent's involved. And now here's this tool, and I, I had no idea till I till I went out and looked at Red Books that it was six thousand dollars a year. <laughs> like holy cripe! <laughs> but if I think back, so I think back then they were you know four or five hundred dollars. And if you do, I'd have to go on the computer. Do one of those things. What what was What's, what is four hundred and fifty or five hundred dollars in today's dollars? It's probably about six thousand dollars. It's yeah. probably right in line with, with what they were charging back then. But that was impossible. Yeah, at that point, it's just there was no way. But now, the partnership is uh, working to make sure that uh, we can get access to um, Red Books. 
which is yeah. a great thing. That, that, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Being stupid not to. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm honest to God. I've looked, thought, looked at that and thought, even if you didn't want or get a single audition, and, you know, I don't work for you. It's, not, it's, just, it's just my yeah, opinion yeah. But, uh, or, or for real time. But, you know, okay, so you, want, you really want to build a list. You really want to work the commercial market and everything. So instead of 6000 it's, what, four four ninety five, or whatever yeah. it is, and then $200. But, but please don't ever send me an audition. I don't want anything to do with you. It's still chump change. It's, yeah. it's a job or two. Yep. And, exactly. Uh, assuming you use the data that's there, I mean, it's it's just remarkable. Yeah. And even if you even if you've been at, I was trying to see, yeah, even even if you've been at it a long time, just going through that database and seeing names, it's, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't know that person went to New York. Wow. Hey, I got nothing to lose. I'll contact them. Yeah, you can even say, you know, just make a send an email. Say, wow, it's been years. I haven't. We worked together on whatever spot. It was great. Yeah. I wonder where where you were. I just found you. Just a simple reach out. You know. Yep. Next time I'm in yep. town in New York, let's grab a let's grab a burger. I want to hear what you've been doing. You know, whatever yeah. whatever is your personality. Well, the power's back in the hands where it should be. I agree. While we've got you, of course, you have coming up in October. You have uh, one of your seminars. Yeah, actually, we Dan O'Day is a is a guy that uh, is just a marketing genius. Um, roots are in radio and broadcast, and uh, you know we make a good team because he just is he's one of those guys that just knows marketing cold, knows website design cold, knows you know how to how to do all this stuff, and that I'm me. So we we do we do a teleseminar like this, very simple. And uh, like four weeks, two days a week. And what we, what we do is how to start or maintain your voiceover business. There's nothing about at all about performance. That's not what we do. We talk about business. We talk about corporate structures, business structures, billing, invoicing, agents, pay for play, marketing, lots on marketing. And uh, we have kind of unique. On the Monday night, we basically teach a subject. And then on the other night, it's all Q&A. And that really seems to people like that, you know, that we be very interactive and talk about specifics. And uh, actually looking forward to it after I get done with my vacation. Because you're going sailing. Lucky you. I'm going sailing for two weeks. I am, I am, (laughs) I am. I can't wait. Beautiful. So if anyone wants to get involved in your seminar, is it closed or are you still open? Uh, yeah, no, we haven't even we haven't even opened registration. You could just drop me a, a, a line or uh, a note or say, hey, I'm interested. We'll send you the information. Just Harlan at harlanhogan.com. And Harlan is H-A-R-L-A-N, because people misspell it all the time. H-A-R-L-A-N-H-O-G-A-N.com. Beautiful. All right. Well, once again, thank you very much, Harlan. My pleasure as always, my friend. Come, come, come to Chicago. Yeah, I will. I'm de- look, I'm, a friend of mine's actually recently been to Chicago and, and absolutely loves the place. Yeah, it's a great town. It really is. It really is. It's beautiful. Particularly this, I, I love this time of year. It's, you know, sunny and and yeah. fall. You get a little bit of breeze off the lake and, you know, it's really nice. February, yeah. not so no. nice. No, 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 no. <laughs> February, go I, to Australia, I think. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Thank you once again, and uh, we'll catch you very soon. Okay. Talk to you again. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 
So there you go. That's Harlan Hogan talking about how he turned his marketing prowess into uh, not only a successful voiceover career, but also a very successful business career in the sense of selling voiceover essentials. Mm. Clever man. And a lovely guy to boot. Indeed he is. Mm. Lovely guy. And I think right at this very moment... Where, yeah, he's got. He's getting ready for his big thing next month, so he's probably out there sailing. Lucky Harlan. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> well, spring has sprung here in Australia, so maybe we should be out sailing too. Yes, I think you're probably right. Or selling. Yes, or selling. Selling's probably more important at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I can. I can hear. I can hear Santa. Already, yes, already the knocking at the register. door. I heard, I saw something on the news the other day. Someone saying it's ninety days till Christmas or something. I thought, God, it's already started. <laughs> you can always tell when you're about six months out of Christmas. Just go to Kmart. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Well, you can always tell when they're going to start selling Christmas because Easter's just finished. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. In fact, Easter eggs will be going in in sort of late October, I think. Yeah, hot cross buns. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah, usually the exactly. first things out there, aren't they? Absolutely. Well, that was a good show, mate. Well done. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, we'll catch you next week because next week we're talking with uh, an expat Aussie who uh, now resides in uh, Vancouver and has a very successful voiceover career. It's a guy called Matt Cowrick, so we'll be talking to him. Okay. Can't look look forward. I wouldn't look forward if I were you. (laughs) I'll look forward to it. God knows what you're going to see. (laughs) Always look back. (laughs) At least you know what's going to be there. Yeah. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) See ya. The VO Radio Show is produced in the studios of Voodoo Sound. To polish your next audio production, check us out at voodoo-sound.com. Find professional voices simply all in one place. Realtimecasting.com, including me.